Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
and I am excited to be here. Um, I am Kate Volman. I am the CEO of Floyd Consulting. We help people and organizations become the best version of themselves, and I am on a mission to help as many people as possible explore their creativity, start their passion projects, and do more of what they love. And today, today is a very special day. Today, Brooke, you just mentioned the podcast, today is actually the one-year anniversary of my podcast, Create For No Reason. I'm so excited. Yes, it's a one year ago today. We posted our very first episode, and it's called Create For No Reason. It's a show for creative procrastinators, and we talk about why creativity matters in business and life and how to explore your creative ideas and start your passion projects simply for the joy of it, simply because it's fun not to be rich, not to get famous, but simply because it helps you live a more fulfilling life. It helps you lean into your creativity and invite new experiences into your world. To, to say yes to new adventures and no to overthink and overwhelm. And we've done 38 episodes so far, and I am so very grateful for the guests and the listeners and everyone who's been part of the journey so far. And I'm really excited to see what happens over the next year. Um, and I'm also so grateful to be part of the number one podcast in the world, which is Breakfast with Champions, which you get to hear all of these incredible thought leaders that come on the stage and share all of their ideas. If you miss any episode, you're able to check it out over wherever you listen to your podcast. And so I'm loving this uh, anniversary of my podcast and love being part of the Breakfast of Champions crew and podcast and team and excited that you're all here today. I love starting my day with Breakfast with Champions. I listen to Glenn's show, Rise and Grind, every morning while I am working out at the gym. And I was so excited when I heard Glenn announce the topic for this week, books. Books. Like many of you, I love books. I love reading. I love learning. In fact, I have quite a few book review and recommendation videos over on my YouTube channel and my Instagram page. And I actually used to run a room here on Clubhouse called Books That Change Your Life. And what we did in that room, we actually had people, everyone had an opportunity to come up on stage and share a book that made an impact in their life. And it was so much fun. In fact, we I started curating this list for people. So every time someone shared a book, I put it on this list. And every week, it almost became a game where people uh, wanted to make sure that they came up on stage and shared a book that wasn't yet on the list. So it was really funny. So we got Yes, of course, we we heard some of the very familiar books like Think and Grow Rich and How to Win Friends and Influence People and Atomic Habits. I think Atomic Habits was one of those that everyone really was sharing. But then to dive in a little bit deeper and hear about books that maybe we hadn't heard of was really exciting. And so we actually curated a list of books, over 277 books that, that people came up and shared in that room. And if you want to get that list, you can actually get that list. I have it in the link in my bio. You can get it for free. And it's just fun to see all the books that are that are on that list. Some, of course, that you've probably heard of and, and some that you that you didn't. And I'm actually thinking about turning that into one of the segments that I do here on these Thursdays at one because it really is a fun topic. And I know 
all of you are, are big fans of learning and growing and, and reading as well. So um, that would be really fun because books really, they really do change our lives. I love that you can read one book today and discover something. And then you can pick up that same book a year later and you discover something new, something that you missed the first time because, because you've grown. You're not the same person you were a year ago. Hopefully, right? Hopefully you've grown. And, uh, and, and that's why it's so important for us to not only read great books, but to sit with the ideas that you read about. Why does something resonate with you and, and how are you going to apply it to make your life better? That's one of the reasons why I love journaling so much because books are filled with journaling prompts. They're filled with really great journaling prompts. One of the things that I love to do, it's a really fun, you know, we all have our own favorite books and some of my favorite books I keep on my desk for inspiration when I need it. And a really fun exercise to do is to just pick up a book, flip it to any page, and then just read it and, and see what you get and see what you discover. And I think it's so fun. And they actually talk about this in the book Illusions. There's this book called Illusions, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah, and it's by Richard Bach. And in it, it actually says, I noticed something strange about the book. The pages don't have numbers on them, Don. No, he said, you just open it and wherever you need, no, you just open it and whatever you need most is there. A magic book, no. You can do it with any book. You can do it with an old newspaper if you read it enough. Haven't you done that? Hold some problem in your mind, then open any book handy and see what it tells you. I just love that idea. And then I read it. I've always loved to do that. And then I read it in this book, Illusions, and I thought it was so cool that they talk about it in this book because there's just so much magic in the books that really made an impact in our lives. And so today I wanted to share 10 books for leaders because you're all leaders here and you're all growing. And these are books that, that I really appreciate, not only in that they've made an impact in my life, but they've made a real big impact in a lot of the leaders' lives that I've been able to, uh, to work with and, and help and support. So here are 10 books for leaders. The first book, number one, Essentialism by Greg McGowan. And in this world where there are so many opportunities and so many things for us to do, it can be really challenging for us to decide what's the, what, how do we stay focused? How do we really stay focused and do the work that we're meant to do? And so in the book, he, he says, essentialism is not about how to get more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. It doesn't, it doesn't mean just doing less for the sake of less either. It is about making the wisest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at our highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential. He says, you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. I love that. <laughs> you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. We spend so much time doing little tasks or things in our business that really don't make an impact, that really don't make a difference. 
I have my team read this book every year because as we work on the strategic plan each year, it's so important for us to get into the mindset of focusing on what's essential, on focusing what are the things that really matter. Yes, we can do all of these things. There are so many opportunities, but not every opportunity is the right opportunity at the right time for where we are. So a book like Essentialism helps us figure out what those things are so we can stay so focused on our goals. One of the things that I learned in this book that I thought was so interesting was <laughs> the word priority. So we have a lot of priorities, right? Most organizations say our top 10 priorities, our top three priorities. Well, the word priority came into the English language in the 1400s, and it was singular. It was one. It meant the very first or prior thing. It stayed singular for the next 500 years until we made it plural, and now we have priorities. So I think that's so interesting because when we think about our lives, we, we have this list of priorities. If we have a list of 10 priorities or five priorities, how many of those things are we actually going to get done well? Not just get done, but get done well. So this is a really great Headspace book, Essentialism, Greg McGowan, highly recommend for teams, leaders, will love it. Book number two, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. This, if you know me at all, you know I love this book. This book is always on my desk. I love this book so much. It's kind of written for creatives and writers, but it's for leaders because it's about the resistance. It's about the resistance we feel when we're, when we're stopping ourselves from doing the work we're meant to do. That resistance that we feel when we know we're called to do something, but we feel resistant to it. That, that means that, that it's, it's meant for you. It's there for a reason. Your dreams are yours for a reason, and you need to go after those dreams. But we can stop ourselves because of imposter syndrome, fear, doubt, procrastination, all of these things. And that's what Stephen talks about in this book. And this is definitely one of those books that you can turn to any page and find something incredible. In fact, Many of the chapters are very short. They're only a, a couple of paragraphs or a paragraph long, and you can open it and find something so meaningful and powerful. And this is one of my favorite short chapters. And he says, the, the chapter is called A Professional Acts in the Face of Fear. The amateur believes he must first overcome his fear. Then he can do his work. The professional knows that fear can never be overcome. He knows there is no such thing as a fearless warrior or a dread-free artist. This idea that we don't have to be fearless, we just have to do the work. We just have to show up even in the face of fear. In the book, he says, our job in this life is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we really are and become it. So powerful. Find out who we already are and become it. Again, those dreams that you have, they're yours for a reason. And we need to fight the resistance when we feel like we're not enough, when we feel like we're fearful, when we feel like, oh, I don't know the outcome. I don't know what's going to happen if I do this. He says, if 
the more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Oh, how powerful is that? How many times have you, you have this the desire to do something and you just stop, you, you overthink it, you over, you talk yourself out of it. If you have it in your heart and you're feeling that resistance to it, oh, that means it's meant for you. That means you have to go after it. That means you got to show up and do the work, even in the face of fear. I love it. One of my favorite books, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. Number three, The Power of Moments by Dan and Chip Heath. They've written quite a few books. They are incredible. I absolutely love them as authors. And <clears throat> I have a short, I actually have a short YouTube video on this book. And it's one that I'm really proud of because I really loved the book so much. And I, I, I put a lot of time and attention on picking out some of the things that I really felt were important for leaders to know. And the book is really about being intentional, about creating extraordinary moments in life and business. And they share some really great stories and psychology and data, which I always find really fun and interesting to learn. And they talk about how when we think about our past experiences, we kind of ignore what happened. Like we kind of ignore a lot of what actually happened. And what we do instead is we focus on the peak and the ending. And it's called the, the peak end rule. So they, they give this example of a trip to Disney. So think about your last family vacation. Maybe, if, maybe it was Disney, Disney. You go to Disney. And when you think about if you broke down that trip to Disney, it would be you know a flight or a ride. And now you're standing in long lines. It's hot. Your kids are yelling and complaining. And you're spending a ton of money on buying food and Mickey ears and things that your kids won't even ever use again. So the trip actually seems a little bit frustrating. But if somebody asked you, hey, how was your trip to Disney? You don't remember those things. You don't remember the hours that you spent waiting in line. No, you remember spending time with your family. You remember being on Splash Mountain with your kids and how much fun they had. We remember those things. We remember those peaks. And so they talked about how to create more peak experiences in our own lives and also in the lives of our clients. How can we create more peak experiences in our clients' lives so they remember us in a good light? They're excited to work with us. They remember all of those, those peak experiences so that they continue to do work with us. So they share, like I said, it's a, it's a great book, a lot of really wonderful stories. And if you want to recap, you can find that over on my YouTube channel. Um, it was a really fun video to create because it really was a, a really powerful book. Uh, but uh, number four of the books for the 10 books for leaders, The One Thing by Gary Keller. The One Thing by Gary Keller. This book, I, one of the phrases that I often will share with my clients is this quote. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? Love this. It's very, just like essentialism, right? We have to get to what's the one thing. I, thought, I think about this when uh, we just got done with the social media hour. And when, we, when it comes to social media, it's, it's that content when we're creating content, how can you create one piece of content and then repurpose it into many? 
You make one video and then you chop it up into 10 videos, things like that. How can you do more of that in your life where you're doing one thing that makes everything else easier? He also says, you don't need to, you don't, you need to not be, oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> you need to be doing fewer things for effect instead of doing more things with side effects. So it's a really great book to help get you focused on the one thing. Number five, Radical Candor by Kim Scott. I really love this book because uh, Kim Scott is a former coach at Dropbox. Uh, she's a former CEO coach at Dropbox and Twitter and executive at Google and Apple. And she really draws from her years of experience in Silicon Valley to provide a clear and honest, uh, honest guidance on leadership to transform relationships at work. So she shares really incredible stories. She talks about the times and the conversations that she had with Sheryl Sandberg and the things that she learned. And one of the things she says is, make sure that you are seeing each person on your team with fresh eyes every day. People evolve, and so your relationships must evolve with them. Care personally. Don't put people in boxes and leave them there. And I love this so much because as someone who leads a team and, and who also helps leaders lead teams, it's so important for us to remember that our people are growing. If you're doing your job as a leader, your people are growing, which means we have to really care about them and learn about them, the, their work process, how they do their best work and how we can support them. And that's an evolving process every day. Book number six, Soundtracks by John Acuff. I love, if you're an overthinker, if you overthink, this book is for you. It is a really wonderful book. He just shines the light on how so many of us overthink. We overcomplicate. We, we have this negative self-talk in our minds. We have these soundtracks that don't serve us. He says, one of the greatest mistakes you can make in life is assuming all your thoughts are true. So we have to get, we have to reprogram our brains, especially with this overthink. Oh my gosh, I know I can overthink. So he says the first step in beating overthinking is to recognize and throw out the soundtracks that are hurting you. And there are three questions to ask yourself to catch a harmful, over, uh, harmful thinking pattern. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it helpful? Number three, is it kind? When we think about these things, we can catch ourselves if we're having those soundtracks in our minds, those those thoughts that aren't serving us and we can get rid of them. And being able to get rid of that overthink helps you become a better leader because you need to be clear-minded and going in your path and, and leading with positivity and optimism and helping your team get rid of that overthink as well. Book number seven out of the 10 books for leaders is Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger. So Bob Iger is the former CEO of the Walt Disney Company, and this book is so good. It's another one that I did a, a book review on over on my YouTube channel. I love autobiographies. They're so awesome because we get to see the whole arc of a story, not just the highlight reels of something, of someone, and not just the step-by-step -step process of how to build a successful company. No, he... He shares the stories of, of what he had to go through, how he started his career, and then how he 
how he grew in that career, how he became an effective leader, how he communicates with his team and with his people. He shares such cool stories and he's just an interesting person. And I remember, I guess it must have come out a couple of years ago now. It really was one of the best books that I read that year. And I still remember the stories they shared. And, and one of the stories they shared that was so cool was that minutes before he was about to announce the acquisition of Pixar, Steve Jobs asked him to go take a walk. And during that walk, he told him that his cancer was back. Like minutes before they're about to announced the acquisition, and he talked about what that experience was like for him. And he also shared what it was like dealing with George Lucas and purchasing Star Wars and, and how you have to handle negotiations. And you just learned so much. I was so fascinated to learn about his thought process and how he deals with people and relationships. And, and it's no, no question why he's such an incredible leader hearing him uh, describe all of those situations in the book. So that was a really, really fun book to, to read. Number eight, Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. If you're a business owner, if you run a business, if you want to run a business, this is an incredible book. It, just get it. It's so good. He basically, the subtitle is Turn Any Sale into Lifelong Loyalty in 100 Days. He basically maps out how to have a great customer experience. And one of the ideas that he mentions that I, that I really remember and stands out to me is how to deal with buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse, we've all experienced it. You buy something and then there's that window where maybe you think, oh, I spent too much or, oh, should I have bought that? Was that the right investment? Well, we as, as leaders, as business owners, or if you work with an organization, we have to make that, that purchase, whoever just purchased from us, we don't, we want to close that window so that they don't have buyer's remorse. And there's specific things that you can do to make sure that they feel really good about the purchase. And so uh, this was really a, a great book. It's very practical that you can put to use. And I def highly recommend every business owner uh, to, to get that because we, we all want to not only get gain great, great uh, clients, but also keep them and have them be lifelong clients of ours. Number nine out of 10. Okay. The last two are Matthew Kelly books. They are both by Matthew Kelly, who is one of my favorite authors. He is also the founder of Floyd Consulting, which is the company that I am the CEO. So I get to run and lead his company, which is amazing. And so, of course, I have to add these to the list, but not just because uh, I run his company, but also because they are truly incredible books. In fact, number nine is The Dream Manager. And The Dream Manager was uh, he published it in 2007, and it is an extraordinary book. It is truly about helping your people dream so that they come into work more engaged. So 70% of the workforce is disengaged. And when we think about that, that's so sad that people come into work and they don't want to be there. They're not excited about the work that they do. But if if you as a leader, if, if you care about your people and the dreams of your people and you help them achieve those dreams, they're going to show up differently. They're going to be excited to come to the office. They're going to be excited to help you fulfill your mission because they know you care about them. They know you have their back. And, and not only, you know, we're talking all about this, this whole 
the great resignation. People are leaving, they're quitting their job. They don't want to be there. They don't feel appreciated. So as we're talking about that, think about as an organization, if you care about your people and their dreams, this is such a phenomenal way for not only for you to keep great talent, but to attract great talent. Because if, if great talent loves working at an organization, guess what they do? They tell their friends and their colleagues about it. And they, and they want to recruit the right people because great people want to work with great people. Great talent wants to work with people that care about the work that they're doing. And so this, this book is uh, really incredible. And it's so funny because I, Matthew talks about it sometimes where he'll say, I almost didn't write this book because it seems so simple, right? Like treat people like people, care about the people that you work with. Do good by them and they'll do good by you. So really incredible book. And it's a fable. It's a fun story. It's a journey. So uh, it's an easy read. You can read it in a, in a weekend. And number 10 out of the 10 books for leaders is The Culture Solution, again, by Matthew Kelly. And still going on this idea of the great resignation, having a great culture attracts the right people and retains the right people. You know, talented people want to belong to a culture where they, where they feel appreciated and they get to contribute and do their best work. Everybody wants to belong to a dynamic culture and we all play a role in making that happen. Whether you're the CEO or a frontline employee, you can make an impact in your culture. And so in The Culture Solution, Matthew lays out the six immutable principles of a dynamic culture. And what's cool is that these are the immutable principles. They were true 20 years ago. They were, will be true 20 years from now, and they are true today. They're true today, even with all of the things that we have going on in the world, even with all of the things that we've been dealing with over the past couple of years, they're still true. And I actually, one of the segments that I did here, uh, I, I went through those six principles and, and what they mean. And you can actually check that out on the Breakfast with Champions podcast, episode number 62, if you want to hear about those six principles and how implementing these six principles will absolutely transform your culture, the culture in your organization, and help people feel like what they do matters. Give people a culture where they are excited to come into work. They're excited to work together and accomplish great things. And so those, those are 10 books for leaders. If you are a leader, if you manage a team, if you work with an organization, these are really great books to help shift your mindset, to help prepare you to lead. And I'm sure that, that you all have some other really, really incredible books, but I, I do hope that you found one or two books that maybe you hadn't heard of, or maybe you haven't read, or maybe you've heard of and still haven't read. And think, of, I love that. I love when, when, some, when I kind of have heard of a book a couple of times and I haven't picked it up and, and then you keep kind of hearing it over and over. And maybe that means it's time for you to pick that book up and get some insight from it. So I hope that you found this list helpful. Um, please connect with me over on Instagram. Send me a message if you have a great book recommendation or if you need a great book recommendation. I would love to be able to stay connected with you. 
And um, I'm just so grateful uh, for the opportunity to be able to spend every Thursday at 1 p.m. with you. And I'm excited to uh, be able to be part of Breakfast of Champions. And I hope that you're all learning lots of great things and not only learning them, but applying what you learned to help you get better every single day so that every day you're getting better, you're learning, you're growing, and we're all doing that together. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.